You're listening to a Southern Star Media Production. Amazon aren't going to be supporting the local under-12 football team next year, you know. Uh, open your eyes a little bit, I think, or messages to people and say that like, businesses do give back to the community, but they have to be open to be able to do that and you have to support them. Hello and welcome to the Southern Stars Coronavirus Podcast. I'm the news editor, Siobhan Cronin, and this week's podcast is a special on supporting local businesses. As we settle into Level 5, many businesses face an uncertain future, but organisations across West Cork have launched initiatives to help the public engage with their local shopkeepers and companies in a bid to keep sales ticking over, either online or by phone. Today we chat to the chairpersons of two of these organisations to see exactly what's on offer and how our towns are coping with these unusual times. I was joined earlier on Zoom by Bantry Business Association Chairman David Murphy and by Hilary O'Farrell of the Bandon Business Association. So uh, welcome Hilary and um, Dermot to the podcast this week. Dermot, can I start with you? Uh, your own business is very well known business, the Fish Kitchen in, in Bantry. Can you tell, just, tell us how you're getting on since March and how it's been working out for you? Um, we uh, <clears throat> excuse me. We closed, um, I suppose, about a week before the official lockdown because I think people were kind of uneasy with a small restaurant. So we decided that um, it was better to <clears throat> take the initiative to close. So we closed for about six or eight weeks, and then we started doing a takeout, uh, collecting cook menu for a couple of days a week, which just kind of keeping the business running really more than anything else and keeping our name out there. And since September, we've been doing a takeout hatch five days a week, but we had about five or six weeks in the middle where we were able to do sit down. Um, but I think that we had to close that down again then first at the level three. So we've had a significantly quieter summer than we normally would have, obviously. <clears throat> and there's been a bit of chopping and changing. So with, you know, you're, you have sit down, you're back to takeaway, you've sit down again. Has that been very stressful? Um, we kind of planned it out. We are, yeah, it's just a nuisance, really, to be honest with you. You're, you're never really settled. Um, we tried to set it up in such a way that we, if, we, if we had to change back to our collected cook, which we've had to do now, the change wouldn't be so dramatic. So we kind of made it fairly seamless enough. But um, yeah, the summer was just, um, yeah, look, we've written off 2020, really. It's, it's, a, it's a cover your costs here, really, and keep the business open here as best possible, you know. Right. And um, just to switch over to you there, Hilary, for a minute, your, your business is a news agent. So I presume you have been open the whole time, have you? And how, how have you found yeah. that? Um, well, I mean, on the one hand, we're very grateful that we were able to keep the business open. Um, it was, you know, heart wrenching when, when the whole thing started back in March and very worrying and um, my husband is a publican as well so he had to close his pub he he as well Dermot um closed the week before um it was announced because for safety he just felt it wasn't you know it just wasn't worth it um looking back now on the lockdown and on operation during the lockdown it was a very anxious time and people were very worried and you know it was very stressful um business wise I suppose we, we were kind of lucky that we're able to keep our doors open, you know, but like footfall would have been way down, obviously. Um, and then when they started lessening restrictions and other places opened up, things kind of got back to normal and abandoned. And 
while trading in May and June probably would have been busy. And from what I've heard from all the other businesses, you know, they would have had a, a good few months then as well. But um, obviously it's just, it's just the worst time of year. You know, every shop is heavy with stock. Um, people going back into lockdown now when you're supposed to be going into your busiest trading period as a retailer. So it's, it, as Dermot said as well, it's, you know, cover your costs here. Just try and keep the business floating and keep it going. And hopefully 2021 will be um, a brighter, you know, have a brighter outlook for all of us. Yeah. Right. Now you're both involved in, in business organisations in your respective towns. You're both um, chairpersons. So, um, Dermot, I know there's a few incentives going on down in Bantry now to get people to be able to keep buying, basically, over the next six weeks. So what, what are some of those that you're offering people? Um, I suppose we, well, we, well, we have ongoing and it's, uh, it's kind of a, to make sure people do their best to shop local as the Bantry Business Association voucher scheme. Um, which you can buy and spend in most shops in town. <clears throat> um, but at the moment, we're putting up a, a new hub that um, allows people easy access to shops that have an online presence or selling over Facebook or selling over um, Instagram. Uh, I'm not the best person to talk about in this, though, but we have a guy who knows what he's talking about, and he... Um, he's developing a hub so everybody in town can access this and they can see what's available in town, basically. Um, I know one or two other towns are doing something similar. Um, and uh, I think it's a, it's a really good idea because I was chatting to the postmaster the other day and he said they're being overwhelmed with the, the amount of parcels coming in. They have been for a long time. And he says, it's like Christmas at the moment. So what will it be like in a month's time? Our drive really is to, we really have to inform people if they don't start shopping local, you know, they can't be given out about the fact there's no shops in their town in 12 months' time because there's a serious um, reality um, here that a lot of shops may not reopen if the business isn't here for the next number of months. It really is the the king, the, the crucial part of the year for, for many businesses to, to stay open, you know. And do you think that there's enough incentive there that people will keep mm. buying through the lockdown? Or do you think there's a little bit of a hold back and see what happens kind of attitude? Yeah, I, I hope that there is, really. We're, we're doing our best to encourage people. I mean, you can guilt people into it if you want. You know, there's, who's going to, Amazon aren't going to be supporting the local under-12 football team next year, you know? Uh, open your eyes a little bit, I think, or messages to people and say that like, businesses do give back to the community, but they have to be open to be able to do that and you have to support them. There is a certain convenience, I suppose, in, in having local shops that might be a bit more expensive but um, in some cases, but... Somebody gave me a fact that a figure the other day that forty percent of unwanted goods that are bought online are not returned, which is quite a high figure. Um, whereas if I buy a pair of shoes in Wiseman's or Clifford's in Bantry or whatever, and I don't like them, I can walk back into town and change them the next day or whatever it is. You know, I mean, you you know, there's, there's pros and cons to, to both sides here, but the big pro is that we need to keep our towns alive, really, and the people that are going to have to do that are the consumers. And have you felt a good response in Bantry that people do want to support the local town now? You know, yes. Um, like we've had a lot of people who've bought vouchers off us a lot more. Uh, personally speaking, I can't talk for other businesses, but they have bought vouchers, we'd say, and I know they're not going to use them for a long time. You know, they, you know what they're doing and it's, you know, it, it's, it's, it's appreciated. It was appreciated. Um, and I'm sure that there's other people in that and other businesses um, but, you know, long term, I think that 
people need to realize that Amazon and the likes, and I'm not singling just Amazon out, okay, for whatever. All the big reasons. multiples, yeah, all the, the online. But, you know, the online shopping is, is going to, it will, it will damage seriously, but particularly this year. We're all, we all, we all shop online for different things, mm. you know, but we have to be kind of pragmatic and say, hold on, do we want town to survive here or, or, or what, you know? Yeah, and I think probably a lot of people don't even realise they go maybe to Amazon for a book and they don't realise if they just rang up their local bookshop, they'd probably get the same book, can be can be ordered if the shop doesn't have it, they'll get it in, they'll get it to you within two or three days. And um, Hilary, in, in Band now, you have launched um, a voucher scheme, I think, this, this week, is it? We, we have, yeah, and it's, um, it's had a huge uptake um, from a load of shops that are involved in the Business Association and... Um, and already, like the, or the, vouch- the vouchers are kind of going on sale now. Um, and again, it's trying to drum up, spend local, support your local shops. You know, as you're talking there about Amazon, it's just one thing that really strikes me about the whole thing is the personal shopping experience that you get when you go into a town like Bandon or Bantry. You know, sitting in front of an iPad or a computer ordering your stuff, delivery man delivering it, you don't have that interaction. You don't have the social outlet and I think for people's mental health as well, it's a huge issue um, that, you know, leaving the house, getting in and meeting people in town, you know, and talking to the shopkeepers. It's a huge factor that if it isn't sustained from people supporting the shops and they do start closing down, it's going to have a knock-on effect with people's in that respect as well. Um, you know, it, it is very hard for businesses to survive when you're competing with online shopping, when you're paying rates, when you're paying tax, when you're paying huge amounts of VAT on all your products that you buy in. Um, and, you know, you do these, these, these groups that come in for, they're looking for raffle prizes, like where are the shops that support them? You know, we give employment to families in the towns. And I think, you know, what you're saying there is right about this is the time for people to show back the support to the shops now and to keep them open and to keep them going, you know, over the next, I mean, it's, it's going to be a few years, but I think every town is running a shop local campaign and um, I feel that it's it's got huge momentum at the moment and it's got, you know, the real positivity of keeping their shops open and people are maybe beginning to realise that, you know, running a shop is just, it's not easy. It's not, you're not making millions out of it. You know, you're doing it to... You know, it, it, you need to support people and, you know, the shops like need people to come in the door and to get the footfall. And I know with, with the lockdown, I know it's going to be difficult, but, you know, in Bandon, for example, we have two schemes that were very successful during the last lockdown. One was um, the local Red Cross took to delivering any groceries, medicines, pharmacy um, to elderly people or people cocooning that couldn't come out. And they're going to be doing that scheme again. So they're very contactable and very obliging. Um, our local councillor, Sean O'Donovan, as well, operated a scheme in the last lockdown where he had a network of people that supported vulnerable people that couldn't come out. And, you know, that scheme is going to be happening again this time. So the options are there for people to still get your, your things from local shops, you know, if you can physically get out and do it. So I think that's important to remind. And I think it's worth mentioning too that some shopkeepers have been very innovative and I know in Skibbereen they're running a, a scheme at the minute 
where a lot of the shopkeepers will do a Zoom call with you like this. And, you know, they'll walk around the shop and show you the items. So you get a little bit of that interaction. You can't get into the shop, maybe, but you can still have a little bit of the experience of of being inside the shop. So like you said about um, Councillor O'Donovan, people are thinking outside the box. And it's great to see that people are being very creative in a way to try and get the business, you know, uh, to keep keep running. We actually, our our own shop, Siobhan, we do a lot of Christmas um, decorations and we would normally run a series of Christmas charity nights in the shop where there'd be demonstration evenings but obviously we can't do it this year so we're going to be doing it live on Facebook and we're going to try and maybe set up a GoFundMe page or do something that people can donate to local charity that way Great. you know so just keep the momentum going brilliant yeah. um, now just to um, mention another thing that happened this week um which is it'll be last week now, probably when this when this is broadcast. But Dermot, um, there was a flooding incident there on Monday, um, in the town, which was another big hit for a lot of shopkeepers because, of course, it was only August when you were badly hit the last time. Can you just run us through what happened? And I know it wasn't as bad, but there were still a few people when I was down there on sorry Tuesday morning who were quite quite upset still by what what had happened. Um. Yeah. I suppose that um, like August was a complete surprise to us, I suppose, in the sense that uh, everybody was caught off guard and like over 50 businesses got a, a good washing out, I suppose. That was so rainfall, a rainfall event, wasn't it? Well, tides would play a lot in the, in the flooding okay. problem in Bantry as well. Um, just because the water the tides are up high, the water has nowhere to go, so it, it, it backs up. But this time we had a good bit of rainfall, but there was a tidal surge as well, which um, brought the level of the tide up significantly higher than it normally would be at high water. And um, that the whole square area really, um, and up a little bit of New Street as well, got quite a lot of water on it. And all the the south side of the square certainly um, uh, experienced a lot of flooding. Now we we were a bit more prepared this time. Sandbags and stuff were were available. uh, you know, you can't stop it, obviously, but um, people knew about it, so people took the precautions of putting stuff a little bit higher up in shops and stuff like that. But it's, you know, it, it's, I mean, as, as, as Bandon and Skibbereen well know, a lot more so, I think, than Bantry. Um, you know, you, you can't stop the water. You know, the water, if it's going to come, it's going to come unless we have the right um, measures in place to prevent that happening. Well, I mean, the difference between Skibbereen and Bandon and yourselves is that they are in the middle of flood relief schemes and actually close to the end of them now. And I think there was a, a date mentioned in the paper this week of 2026 for the flood relief scheme, was it, in Bantry? We met with the council last week, um, a number of the executives of the of Cockhardy Council. It was an online meeting, obviously. Um, and one of the topics was obviously the culverts, which is a big issue in the centre of town. Because Can you describe that to what they are exactly to people who wouldn't be familiar uh, with Bantry? Kind of, um, they're underground rivers that are running down underneath the streets. If you go back far enough, Bantry, that would have been open. If, uh, if you go up as far as the library, you've got Bridge Street, there was a bridge over the, the water there and stuff like that. So that would have all been open. And over the years, it was built over and covered up. But the, the culverts, which are water um, rivers underground, basically, uh, are not fit for purpose anymore, really. They're structurally a little bit unsafe um, and they can't handle the amount of water that's going through. So um, long story short, I suppose, is that the whole place from the, t- the bottom of the square up to town 
uh, the culverts are running and in a lot of the areas it has to be completely dug out and replaced it's a big job but that's um that's being uh, kind of coordinated with the opw and cork county council and a number of other groups um but the opw are the main drivers behind the, water, the flood prevention scheme uh, now the culverts are due to be done in 22 early late 22 early 23 all going well and the dates for the um the flood prevention would be late 26, starting 27, all going well again. So this could be pushed out. But look, we've had ministers down, we've had meetings with the council, and look at the, these things as a process involved. But um, we're trying to trying to get our, do our best here to get these groups working together and maybe um, speed the process up. What What can you do in the meantime? Because I mean, we're only at the start of winter at the moment, Dermot. So yeah, look, we've. We've been talking to a few people and um, we, a number of public representatives have been on to the council and we've kind of suggested ourselves that maybe there's a few interim solutions, possibly. I know the credit union have recently put in a, a barrier door um, when there's a risk of flooding, it seals the door. Um, did that again, work on this occasion, do you know? As far as I know, it did. Um, I, um, so look, if we can figure... Out, smaller things like that that can be more like damage reduction as opposed to completely avoiding damage um, for now it's a solution of, of sorts um, non-return valves and a few other bits and pieces have been suggested as well by engineers and Cork County Council but we need something done pretty quickly to be honest with you it's a fairly serious affair when the whole town yeah. could have been closed down for another day another few days again if, 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 if we had more rainfall it would have been a disaster again you know Exactly. So, Hilary, tell us a little bit about what's gone down in, in Bandon, because you had a flood event there again in August, but I think um, culverts were actually played on that occasion and not the flood relief scheme not working. So are you fairly confident that things are working? Um, like we're coming to the end of the flood relief no, scheme. We have two schemes operating at the same time. Um, I... Totally empathise with what Bantry is going through because, you know, it's just horrible, kind of the worry, the anxiety about, is it going to rain really heavy tonight? Are we going to come in in the morning? You know, and you're up all night and you're checking the premises. And um, the reason we had a flood the last time is because the main pipe that will be taking away the stormwater hasn't been put into commission yet. That's happening in November. That will hold 10 times the capacity of water that it does presently. So I think once that is commissioned, we'll all kind of breathe a sigh of relief. Um, the, the flood relief or abandon has been tested with a lot of weather, you know, over the last um, year. And like it is working. Um, but there are certain areas that just abandon is such an old town, like it's 400 years old. It's the same with culverts running underneath all the main street, you know. We have drains that certain areas of the street will be lower and the drains back up there straight away. Um, so, you know, like we're very lucky we're coming to the end of the construction as well. It's been horrific going through it as a town. Um, while we've been working very closely with Ward and Burke and um, meeting them very regularly about, you know, their time frames and about where they're going and what they're doing. It's been a huge upheaval and... Um, I'm just glad that as a town we're getting to the end of it, that we don't have to try and source the financing or, you know, like the, the projects being completed or started or anything. I mean, we, we're very lucky. You know, we really are, especially with COVID. It's just a, a horrible time to be trying to 
navigate the system now as well, you know. Well, in fairness, you went through the but, um on several occasions, so it's not as if you don't deserve a little bit yeah. of relief. I mean, the, yeah, like when you look back to 2009, when the major flood happened in November, it was just like... Uh, it was horrific it was just real like you come down you know the morning we went in and especially my husband's pub would be lower down on the road and it was like someone had gone in and just flipped over everything like all the deep freezers all his equipment it was just it was it was unbelievable to see it you know and it does it takes a long time to get back from things like that and you know i suppose we've been working hard as a group to try and promote um different things than to build the town back up, you know, and Bandon has good energy about it now and it's a good spirit and, you know, we're fighting back hard. So we're very grateful, yeah, that we have the scheme in place. Well, I was going to ask you at this stage now, what would be your, your wish list for Christmas for, for the town and for for mankind, basically, in 2021? Where would you like to see us this time next year if you could wave a magic wand, Hilary? Oh, I would love to see Bandon construction free, I think would be the top of my, my list for Santa. Um, and just a busy town, you know, and like more businesses opening to keep the momentum going that we have got going at the moment. And, you know, just for people to support the town and to come in and keep the town developing the way it is, you know, and I think construction and traffic problem-free would be my top of my list though at the moment yeah. right and and Dermot how do you feel about 2021 you know after Hillary's story about being at the other end of the uh I know it's a bit we've got to go through that yes but um yeah look we have a lot of construction going on in Bantry as well which is to be honest with you it's um, there's, uh, I'm on New Street now and there's a lot of businesses that were closed for a very long time so we, we're putting up with construction knowing that businesses will be going in there which is great um, but obviously you know we want to look further down the line and like Bandon I suppose we've there's a great community spirit in Bantry these days we've got a project group which all the main different organisations come together and kind of put ideas out there and try and get funding for different projects um, so that's working very well so I mean if we can keep that going and I think uh, get businesses trading online properly going into Christmas and keeping open and having a small bit of um, positivity going into 2021, I'm sure, you know, all going well. We, we just soldier on, really, I suppose, because we don't know what it's going to bring. Um, you know, the normality is is what it is right now, um, and hopefully that's going to change and that will allow people to go back to some old normality, so to speak. Um, that would be great. But I can't see it happening this side of Christmas, but I think people just need to to show support, and this is going for all over West Cork, not just Bantry, obviously, that, you know, yeah. the whole of West Cork is really yeah. unique, and we need to keep the communities alive, and it's all about community, really. Um, if they start closing down, the hearts of town start closing down, um, you know, so let's, let's hope that the, the people stand up and, and back us, and that we can keep things going, you know. Yeah, and I yeah. suppose the message probably too would be, if you're looking for something and you're reaching for the computer to buy online, check out your local shop first, because you may be surprised what they can do for you. Pick up the phone, maybe. Yeah, you know, just to pause and actually think, I could get this done. You know, if you live in Clannacilty, I could get this done on the main street. If you live in Bantry, let's go and have a look. You know, it's just being mindful of the fact that we need support at the moment. And as Jeremy said, like, 
West Cork is unique. You know, we have beautiful towns, we have beautiful beaches and, you know, unfortunately the tourism kind of industry was decimated this year as well. And I think, you know, just, yeah, I suppose the most important message is to shop local and support your local shops. Yeah. There's probably no harm and, and um I suppose the different groups in different towns in West Cork, I know like you might be able to get something in Bantry, but you might get it in Band or Skib, you know, that rather than going online still, support, you know, keep the money local, you know, if it, if it isn't in Bantry, be it Skibreen, Clan, whatever, Brandon, doesn't matter, um, that, you know, that that's available too. Exactly. And now over the six weeks, it's maybe an extra yeah. few euro to get it posted to your door, but like you say don't stop at your own town maybe go a little bit further if, if you can't get it locally you'll probably get it somewhere in west cork yeah okay well listen um yeah. hillary and um, and actually could i just yeah. um, oh i just wanted to say to dermot you know that i didn't mean to rub salt in the wounds there about the the future works that are planned but if is as a group if we can give you any help or advice or if you know if you want to you know, when this is over, if you, you want to meet up and just have, you know, about, you know, so thanks. <laughs> just give me a shout. That's okay. I wasn't taking the salt in the wounds, don't worry. No, and I think, um, <laughs> in fairness to Bantry, there was fantastic work done there on the um, the marina last year, and you got some, some brilliant work done on the waterfront. So it's not as if um, you've been forgotten about by the council either. Yeah. No, no, yeah. There's a lot of different projects ongoing, all right. So, but you know, we just have to kind of. Sometimes the priorities change depending on what's you know conditions change and stuff like that. So you know, as long as we keep on top of it and the town is working together, it, 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 it we get there. Okay, well, listen, Hillary from um, yeah. the the Bandon Business Association and O'Farr's News Agents, and Dermot from the Bantry Association and um, the Fish Kitchen. Listen, thank you both for joining us today and. Best of luck over the next few weeks and especially in the run-up to Christmas. Thanks, Siobhan. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having us. And so to this week's newspaper. Our lead story is all about those supports that are being put in place throughout West Cork to help the public stay in touch with local businesses and shops during lockdown. Access Credit Union has launched a discount scheme for its 28,000 members and some of the traders involved are pictured in a wonderful photo by Emma Jervis on page one. We also cover the recent floods in Bantry and a good news story for the area with a report that Hollywood A-lister Sir Ronan is believed to have bought a property in West Cork. There is also the incredible story of Walter Bujakowski, who was once known as Prisoner 708 in Auschwitz, but who most recently was simply known as Wally in Drimbalique, where he had been living with his West Cork-born wife since the early 1980s. Inside, we cover the ongoing murder trial in McCroom, a report that convicted murderer Graeme Dwyer is now seeking parole, and also the news that a number of local schools have revealed positive tests among either students or staff during COVID-19. Jackie Kyo has a lovely story on Leo O'Neill, who has retired after 41 years of being a local postman, and with Halloween next weekend, Emma Connolly talks to Cork's busy paranormal investigators. We also have our usual columnists, including Emma's popular COVID diary, a struggling Cork airport features in our business pages. There's also farming, a motoring review and local news from every corner of West Cork and a busy sports section as always. 
So don't forget, if you can't get to the shops, you can subscribe online by going to southernstar.ie and clicking on the e-paper tab. Or call the office on 028-21200 for a postal copy to be sent out to you. And now for this week's musical treat. This coming Friday, Cork band Luna will release their debut album, the self-titled Luna. Despite delays due to the COVID-19 pandemic, the band are grateful for more time given to refine their work. Lead singer Sarah Bath wrote the songs during her final years of college, and this is the first single, Take Me Dancing. It was produced here in West Cork by Brian Casey. For more, see Luna Music on Facebook. That's L-U-U-N-A-H. Take me dancing I wanna go out Take me somewhere We can go get down We'll hide in places The night hasn't gone
listening to the southern star coronavirus podcast don't forget to like share and subscribe to our podcast which is available on itunes spotify youtube acast stitcher or wherever you get your podcasts thanks for listening to another southern star media podcast production stay connected to west cork by subscribing to our e-paper and support local quality and trusted journalism visit www.subscribe.southernstar.ie